In 2016, Earth detected a signal from an unknown region of space with no observable stars. The contents of this signal appears to be a series of data packets and a decryption key. Once decrypted, the data contained a number of logged entries from two planets in a binary system. Using the translation matrix sent in the data packet, researchers have translated the entries into English. The following transmissions were declassified and given to us to present. Log entry, Bella 22, Bella Rotat 2607, cycle 28 of the sixth annual. Dear friend Iria, after two annuals, the upgrades on the Radio Lab systems are now complete. All of these upgrades have been rolled out to every radio telescope on Vela, from Laar to CNR. Even Chonar has a newly built, albeit small, system. In the spirit of cooperation, that system has also been upgraded. The new setup runs cleaner and is even more powerful than ever before. For the first time, we have been able to pick up signals from outside of the Illuda von La system. Nothing exciting yet, but we are able to see some nearby star systems and the general makeup of them. Given this new technology, we have begun to look into some high-powered imaging satellites that will be able to give us much more information. I hope I didn't swim beneath my depths by sending that message to Haimavina. The news stunned us all. When I got the message, I was awash between sorrow and anger. Amai and I talked about it, and we decided that the best course of action was to make a plea to the council. A few of them were skeptical at first. You can imagine who those were. When I explained all of the benefits that you and Haimavina have brought us, and maybe tossed in a little bit of guilt over father's passing, it didn't take much to get a unanimous vote to send a high-powered message to all of your planet. I hope my Yothian was in good form. I would hate to have just been throwing snow on the fire. Iria, how are you doing? I can honestly say that I speak for all of Vela when I say that we are concerned about you and worried about the situation there. I hope that you are able to receive this message. Ori has asked me about you every cycle. Have you heard from Auntie Iria yet? No, not yet. We have to finish these upgrades first. I think she doesn't have a great concept of how time works yet. Amai has been trying to occupy her while I work on the upgrades, but I think she lets her loose now and then just to distract me. Usually she will walk in just after Ori and pretend to be mad, saying to let me work, and then explain maybe I should take a break and come and spend time with them. In a way, I'm both sad and happy that your message came in after father's passing. Sad because I miss him, and I know that you would as well, but happy because I know how he was. If he had learned about what happened, he would have been at the council right beside me regardless of his condition. He really was a paragon of hope and I miss him every cycle. I see a little bit of him in Ori and I'm glad that he had the chance to see Amai and Ori and I all together before he went. The ceremony for his passing was lovely. He was set upon a small funeral skiff and set out to sea. These are designed to degrade in the water over time and the sails were set to take him far to the north before dissolving into the ocean. We gathered on the beach at sunset and watched it sail off while toasting memories of him. In an effort to get back to normal, I'm sure you would want to know more about the progress of the satellite and the lander. We are nearing completion of the reassembly of both devices and they look amazing. The documentation team was meticulous in cataloging each and every part and where it went. 
we had a separate team in charge of cleaning all of the pieces and fabricating new ones if something was too damaged. I hardly recognize the artifact that we pulled from the ocean. It looks like a brand new satellite that is preparing for a launch at this point. By my next transmission, it should be fully operational. Speaking of fully operational, our mission to orbit Vela was all smooth sailing. The launch went as planned. The three of us traveled to Trenoir to sit on the observation beach as the rocket lifted off. It was such a sight to see. Ori's eyes lit up and I don't even think she blinked once until it was so far up that it blended with the rest of the stars. I was so happy to be able to share that with her. I think Amai may have actually dozed off a little during the event though. She has been pulling some extra duties in father's lab, or I should say her lab now. This was a good vacation for her, now if I can just get her to stop checking her hand terminal. When the launch was done, we headed back to Laar and waited to hear word about the crew and the capsule. They made a total of three orbits around the planet, all while sending down images of Vela taken by high-powered imaging devices. Once the mission was done, they splashed down just off the southern coast and everything was retrieved. Now they are preparing for the next few missions. I hear there are some repair and upgrade missions planned for some of our existing satellites using the new technology we have gained from our recovered artifact. There is even talk of building a station that will stay in orbit. It's not my department, so I don't know much about it. Ori just walked in with a picture that she has drawn of Floki. She asked me to send it to you. <laughs> kids. I told her about the good night ritual that you and your kids have. I wasn't sure if she really heard me until we put her to bed one night, and as Amai and I were leaving her room, we heard her say, We wish good night to mother and father who work so very hard. We wish good night to Papa Dizun because we miss him. We wish good night to Auntie Iria because she needs our help and love. I held Amai and may have teared up a little until I heard this. We don't wish good night to Ekel because they are Seki poop. I walked away at that point laughing and let Amai deal with that one. Please let us know that you are doing well. May the waves guide you home. Gisto. Log entry, Haimavina 22, 2287, 87th year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. Well, who knew you were such a rabble-rouser? I read your piece when I got out of prison. I really don't know what to say. I know that you enjoy being a private person, and this must have been a huge sacrifice for you and Amai. So thank you. I was really touched that you put yourself out there for me. While I was away, the Sancoma voted to defund EC and ECAL. I don't know the exact details, and I'm still learning what happened, but the environmentalists made a push and got enough votes for it on both sides. EC and ECAL had to lay off nearly everyone. The remaining funding they have is enough for research, but no more exploring and definitely no more launches. I have no idea what's going to happen on Braddett Station, but for now, ECAL still has ownership of it. While all this was happening, I was supposed to be released that same week. My sources were all out of jobs, so they were all free to speak. Some did, but my release kept getting delayed and I ended up spending an additional two months in prison. I have no idea what was causing them to drag their feet. My avocat thinks that maybe it was your message that had something to do with it because it came in after the vote to defund EC and ECAL. Personally, I don't believe that, and it sounds like I was just forgotten in all the chaos. Who knows? Unfortunately, since I'm not a journalist anymore, I'm not really privy to any of those discussions. 
and none of my former associates are speaking to me, at least not about this. They're all quick to share sympathy and support from my family, but that's it. I'm tainted ice for a lot of folks these days. Disto, I am so sad to hear about your father. I thought about him often in prison, and I hoped that he was doing better. The ceremony sounded like a beautiful celebration of life. In fact, your funeral traditions are similar to ours, though we set small boats on fire as they drift away. Some believe that the fire smoke carries the deceased to the afterlife. I'm certain your father is looking down on all of us. I'm pleased to hear how well the orbital mission went. It's just incredible that it was named for your father. I'm sure he would have been honored. I would have loved to see the images of Vela from the capsule. Well, what can I tell you about prison? It wasn't as bad as it could have been. I was held in a minimum security facility, which are facilities intended to house nonviolent criminals, but it's still prison. My fellow inmates weren't all bad people, just people who chose to do dumb things, kind of like myself, I guess. In order to keep the prison costs down, they keep the inmates busy and we were assigned tasks around the prison that use our individual skills and experiences. There was a dance instructor in for embezzlement and taught classes to fellow inmates. Because of my gardening and farming skills, they had me work in the greenhouse. It was in pretty bad shape. Apparently the people working there were just put there because they didn't have any other skills. By the time I left, we had a real working farm and fresh food for the kitchens. It helped a lot of people and it prevented them from becoming depressed. They all seemed to like the hard work, which kept their minds off that they were incarcerated. Visitors were allowed twice a month, so I got to see Lars and the twins and a few others like my advocate. There was a visitor's room where they could come in and we could speak at a table, or if it was nice, we could go walk the gardens. I think it was tough for the twins to see me in my prison garb, but they were good and they would bring me little drawings as gifts. We didn't get much news. I think a lot of the inmates didn't want to be reminded what they were missing. At first, I was dying to know. I would ask everyone for information, but I couldn't do anything to change it and it would only upset me. So I focus on the greenhouse and just getting through each day. In the wake of ECAL's fall, a lot of private technology and engineering companies have started to poach ECAL's talent. I was offered a new job with a private company called Verkstock Space, which just essentially won ownership to Randier Station. They're gonna be the first privately funded space operation for Haimovina. The owner actually visited me in prison to offer me the position of chief communications officer. I will oversee the public and client-facing side of Eric Stop's entire operation. My advocate's still negotiating the contract, salary, and options. This is an enormous position, and I would be lying to say if I wasn't nervous about taking it. I've never done anything on this level before. I mean, spokesperson, yes. Spinning a story, sure. But an executive-level officer with a seat on the board? This is new, and a huge responsibility. I have an interesting fact about the owner, Carl Nordside. He apparently created an Iria and Gisto fan club when he was a student at the academy. Isn't that hilarious? He also has no problem with me communicating with Vela. In fact, he encourages it. He loves that your planet is interested in collaborating and sharing technology. We are in different tides now, Gisto. In fun news, Lard's latest Segba design won the Yothian Cup. He named the boat Ori. It's currently the fastest and most technologically advanced segment on Haimovina. It's his way of thanking you for standing up for his wife. Give lots of hugs to Ori. I teared up at her goodnight wishes. Kids will pick up everything. You will be surprised the older she gets. Just so you know, the twins called Ori their other sister. 
<laughs> kids area log entry vela 23 vela rotat 2609 cycle 4 of the third annual dear friend area oh no i had hoped that my message would help raise awareness on your situation not that it would delay your release hopefully there are no other bad reactions to that transmission i know it may have sounded a little out of the ordinary for me the idea that you would be accused of such crimes sparked an emotion in me and i just went into action amai said that seeing me yelling at the council to get them to act reminded her of my father the downstream to all this is that the council is now looking to me to work on some of the interplanetary relation communication i told him i would only do it part time that i still wanted to work on the satellite how do i get myself into these situations the news about ecal came in just before your transmission and many of us here thought the worst i probably shouldn't mention the cycles of sleepless nights i wondered what have i done your message set my mind at ease a little bit i can only imagine what a big shift in the tides this news is causing for your planet how is ecal even going to get to bradith now are there astronauts stranded there prison life sounds very different from how we do things here on vela It sounds like you were able to keep your mind occupied while there. I couldn't picture being restricted from information like that. When I was sailing to CNR, it was a mix between maddening and soothing being cut off, and that trip was my choice. Here on Vela, we have small cells for major crimes where inmates are restricted from access to water. This slows them down a little bit and is a very harsh punishment, so it's quite the deterrent. Minor crimes now usually result in banishment or restriction of travel. I don't want to go too much into detail about either of these since the last time I explained some of our processes, it nearly resulted in an interstellar incident. It feels like I was just congratulating you on a new promotion at the JCN, and now I'm doing it all over again for a new position. You are certainly making a name for yourself there. Executive officer sounds like a big deal. If Verkstad is now in charge of Randir and you now work for Verkstad, does that mean you get to visit Randir? I know they probably wouldn't send anyone in your position up there, but you have to admit that the explorer in you itches just a little at the idea. Let me get this right. There's a fan club on Haimavina for us? <sighs> Remember when I was embarrassed back in class after you said that my transmissions were being read to the whole school? Imagine that feeling multiplied by the depths of the Senathva, which is our deepest ocean. When I read that, my scales nearly turned the color of your hair, especially now that all of our messages have been re-released with the latest events. I guess this is our life now. We try to swim to the surface and they keep pulling us back under. Well, Please tell Mr. Nordside that I am pleased that he is a fan and that I look forward to any collaboration that we can do here. I can say things like that now since the council keeps pointing their webs at me for things like this. There's someone here who would like to say something to you. Hey, hey, Auntie Iria. I am very happy to talk to you. 
Father has been reading your messages to me since I, I was very young, and I wanted to tell you and Uncle Lars that I am uh, I, uh, honored to be on your skiff. I told my friends about it, and they are all very excited and jealous. My best friend Evie even said she wants to race skiffs too. Tell Helgi and Frida that I love my brother and sister. Please give Floki bubbles for me. Okay, bye, Ori. It's really amazing that here you and I are talking about events that reach beyond our planets, and little Ori, who is six rotats old now, sees only her small pool as the whole world. Please tell Lars that Amai and I were really touched that he would name the Segbat after our little one. Ori didn't know what a Segbat was, so we just told her it was like a skiff. Now she wants to go see the racing skiffs here, and every time one wins the race, she says, that one's okay, but it's not as fast as the Ori on Hymavina. As we say, kids. In other news here, we have finished the rebuild of the satellite, and it's truly a sight. We have been studying it as much as possible, and our next step is a very ambitious one. We have made some additions to the device that will allow it to link up with our systems here, but we just aren't getting the results and analysis that we were hoping for yet. We think that it's because it's here, on the surface of Vela. So we have scheduled a launch to put this satellite back in orbit. This way we can use the modifications that we have made to it, and to the lander, to figure out where this came from and what it's meant to do. There are some other launches planned right now for upgrade communications, two more Velen teams going up, and some interesting imaging systems, so it will be a little while. Between Ori and work and communications, I guess I just won't be sleeping anymore. You know, I don't think I remember seeing Father sleep much either. May the waves guide us. Gisto. Log entry, Hymavina 23, 2289, 89th year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. What can I tell you? Sleep is overrated. <laughs> the new job is great, very challenging. And again, I would be lying if I said it wasn't intimidating. Well, it was at first. Now, I have a lot of latitude with the division I lead, and I have recruited several very accomplished former co-workers from both JCN and EC. If I'm supposed to shape the message, I may as well get the best, and Verkstock is willing to pay for top talent. When I first started, Verkstock's company board was about as easy to negotiate with as Helgi and Frida are on proper bedtimes. They pushed back on everything that my division proposed, down to the color of the new marketing logo for the company. I'm pretty skilled at getting managers to think that my ideas are their ideas, but I have to give my team a lot of credit. They thought of everything. They had a backup plans to back up those plans if I ran into static when presenting our ideas and requests for larger budgets to the board. Our division is the face of the company and our job is to sell Chaim Avina on the idea that commercial spaceflight is the future. Well, that's the pitch at least. The company as a whole is doing well. The engineering and spacecraft division has launched a Randier, scouted the facilities, and have even gotten the station to power on for a few hours at a time. One of our engineers designed something, I have no idea how to explain it, but it prevents dust from collecting on the solar array so the team doesn't have to keep cleaning it. 
When he was at eCal, he pitched the same idea, but they passed on it. I'm glad he works for us. It's saving a lot of time and energy for the astronauts. We paid him a substantial bonus for that. We recruited former eCal commander Tara Luz Pierce as our chief flight director. She and I actually graduated from the academy together, but she graduated top of our class. She claims that she was embarrassed when you mentioned her in your message, but between you and me, astronauts love attention, and she is no exception. She runs that control center with sharp nails. She has scrubbed launches for the smallest concerns, but we have yet to have a fatality or any mistakes in any of our missions. I can almost forgive her for making fun of me in calculus our first year. No, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, when the SAMCOMA defunded ECAL and EC, the personnel on Braddett Station conducted an orderly shutdown, much like the ancients did, and the teams that were off-world safely returned. Gisto, the SAMCOMA may be unreasonable, but they wouldn't abandon anyone on Braddett Station. Well, unless you're me and stuck in prison for an additional time, but I'm not bitter about that. Luckily, after much debate, EC and ECAL's funding was reinstated, and they both righted and sailing. Although the funding is more restricted, and their budgets have to be approved by a committee. <laughs> if they had listened to me back then, <laughs> I'm sure you can hear my nails clicking from Vila. Anyway, Braddett Station is still running, albeit with not as many launches, and with a lot of talent going private. They're decades off their pace now, which is a little sad, because it didn't have to be that way. To answer your question about me going to Randier, no, I'm not. We have a lot of work to do before the station is functional and can start letting executives travel up there for photo ops. Also with my damaged lungs, it's very unlikely I will ever sit foot on another world. It's okay, my 15-year-old self is upset, but my 57-year-old me is quite content to stay on High Mavina and watch the launches from my terrace. I assume by the time you get this message, the satellite will have already been launched. What have you guys discovered? Is it sending out a signal? And if so, where? Can you guys triangulate the direction? And can we help maybe? I have a few people in radio labs who are dying to speak to you. They're in my office practically every day begging me for your encryption codes. They claim they have a new data compression algorithm that might allow us to send larger files, potentially including video. I told them that I would ask you in our next transmission, mostly to get them out of my office. You shouldn't feel obligated to say yes. They're a little eager, but they're good kids. Recent Hopnia University graduates trying to prove themselves to the chiefs. Were we like that? <laughs> when did we get old, Gisto? <laughs> Speaking of old, Helgi and Frida are now eight and will be starting their pre-entrance exams for the academy soon. If, and that's a big if, they pass those, they'll be moved to the advanced classes for the next four years before they can actually apply to be first year students. I swear, Lars and I barely remember we both had to do all of this when we were their age. <laughs> Thank you for that message from Ori, that sweet little one. Blow bubbles on her belly for me. My kids have performed some sort of dance routine for you. You'll just have to trust me that it was cute. Floki was less thrilled at his participation because it involved ribbons they tied to his ears, which I'm going to have to cut out of his fur, I think. <laughs> May the waves guide you, Iria. Log entry, Vela 24. Vela Rotat 2611. Cycle 12 of the fourth annual. Dear Madam Executive Officer, you sound so official now. It sounds like you're bringing your own Iria Splash 
to your new position and getting things done the way I would expect you to do. It makes me excited for what your company has in store with you in charge, while also feeling bad for them because they are going to have to be swirled into shape. You are a storm to be reckoned with, and they will be doing great things because of you. For our solar panels, we instituted a fairly simple solution, quite literally. Since the weather here brings enough rain, the panels tend to be dust-free. One of the chemists here created a cleaning product that gets dispensed regularly and automatically that mixes with the rainwater to keep the panels clear. Without dust or freezing temperatures, the only concern that we have is salt buildup, and this cleaner dissolves it and it runs right off. It's rather ingenious, yet so simple. I know it wouldn't help there due to the different conditions, but the scientists here were all very impressed with it. We've been using that system for the last 70 Rotats. I think he got a park named after him. The idea of a private company being in charge of something like space travel seems fascinating to us here. It seems that even after all these Rotats, your people can still surprise us. You see, we don't tend to privatize large-scale work. Most of Vela doesn't even work on profits. The council tends to put caps on large-scale wealth and funnels the excess back into projects and benefits for all of Vela. The council is made up of people from all over. Cities and townships have their own representatives, and those voices filter up to the primary council. The primary goal is always the same, though. How does this benefit our people? Private companies exist, but their profits go towards making life better here and keeping their employees living comfortably. This doesn't mean that some haven't tried to get around that system. I think greed is a part of any society, but it's a rare occurrence here. Sadly, it also means that there are some that fall below the average income and have trouble treading water. Vela has a number of assistance programs in place to help those who seek it, but we are also a proud people. Because of this structure, our Velen Space Agency, or VSA, is funded primarily through the Council. This goes for all of the launch pads around the planet. There's even a new pad being built in Tomisar, which is just outside of Chonar. I thought I would never see the cycle that Chonar would embrace space. The Council debates the use of funding to companies that construct and run the systems, and they all work together to make it happen. The money is all tracked and documentation maintained by Council accountants. I thought the documentation was meticulous for the satellite. You should see the reports that those accountants produce. I'm glad to hear that no one was left behind on Braddoth, but I can imagine that it must have been very scary for those astronauts up there when the news was happening with ECAL. It would be like us exploring the depths in one of the underwater stations, only to find out that the company providing you with fuel, air, and rescue is no longer able to do so. I am glad that they were able to make it home safely, and that there are plans to continue exploring. Unfortunately, due to past relations and the uncertain nature of ECAL, the Council has decided to slow down all communication and relations with ECAL to a trickle. All our ongoing work will primarily be done with Verkstad. I think it's safe to say that you have a few friends here with just a little sway. Your company seems easier to work with, and our goals align a little more than they did with ECAL. Cooperation and friendship. Speaking of cooperation, we have been working on some newer encryption protocols, and I have been asked to begin negotiations to bolster our communication with Verkstad. This would be proprietary code between Verkstad and the Laar Radio Lab. We have learned a lot of new information from the satellite and lander, and it seems that by using this updated code, we can use it to send larger forms of data. 
Once the new protocols are in place, assuming that your scientists and senior leadership agree, we should be able to start with images, as well as large form files. There's a lot of other work to make sure that the system languages work together. But that's all for those new scientists you are hiring to figure out. I will let you know that we are working on some safeguards with this new encryption. Given that eCal was able to crack the last one, the plan is to work with Verkstad and create a system that is so difficult to break, if you attempted it, it would erase everything. Yes, eCal, everything, just in case you're listening. Sadly, the launch for putting the satellite back into orbit is delayed, pending a few other launches that were deemed more important. The VSA has created a new reusable spacecraft that has the ability to launch using boosters, perform all of its tasks in space, and then land again in the ocean. It's using some of the tech from our submersibles. Upon re-entry, it essentially dives into the ocean and then relies on conventional motors to propel it back to shore. From there, it's cleaned up, refueled, and restocked for the next mission. They have already done four successful launches to repair systems we have in orbit. I'm hoping that by our next transmission, we should be up and operational on the satellite and we can solve this 2500 Rotat old mystery. We are preemptively proud of the twins on getting through their exams. I'm sure that they will surprise you when it comes to their classes. I hear they come from a good pool. Ori is also preparing for her classes. She's struggling a little bit with her math, but her speech and communication skills are incredible. She sits with me in my meetings with the council, and I keep expecting her to jump up and hold debates with the members. I have actually started to do most of my communications and transmissions from work now because I can technically call this work, but also because Ori was always coming in to comment and ask if it was you I was writing to so she could reply too. We are afraid to get her her own hand terminal simply because I think she would probably start talking with everyone in the galaxy. I hope Floki's fur grows back. May the waves guide all of us trying parents. Gisto. Log entry, Haimavina 24, 2291, 91st year in the Age of Ascendance. Hey, hey, Gisto. I've had to sit on your transmission for a few days. After a hot cup of tea, I'm struggling to understand the reason behind the council's decision to limit its cooperation with EC and ECAL. I can understand your frustration with Haimavina these past several years and the choices my government made that affected me, but I think you're standing up for the wrong person. Gisto, I did what they accused me of. Sure, much of what I told you was public knowledge, and I was excited to share interesting pieces of news with a lifelong friend, but I also revealed details I had received from confidential sources who had access to restricted materials. I believed at the time, and I still do, that I was helping uncover corruption within EC and ECAL, and the courts have sided with me on that. I went to prison for obstructing an investigation because I would not reveal the names of my sources, something that I will always be proud of. Even though I have to chuckle, I'm sad that Ori is learning that EC and ECAL are bad. They're not. And the good people who work at EC and ECAL are dedicated to helping Haimavina advance and reach for the stars. Some of them, like me, now work for Verkstock Space. It's been almost 40 years since the Samcoma severed ties with the council, but in hindsight, that decision was made in fear and ignorance by an older generation that never had to understand another society. The Samcoma of today is much different. They're younger, more innovative, and open to other arguments. Of course, there are groups that still hold their old positions, 
But with the environmentalists firmly in the majority, many new and encouraging priorities have surfaced. This younger, more open Sam Coma is responsible for reinstating the funding for EC and ECAL because they want to discover what happened to us over 2,000 years ago. The Sam Coma is like your council, whose members represent all various groups of people on Haimavina. They are the voice of our world. If you limit communication or cut them off, you silence the true voice of Haimavina. After EC and ECAL overstepped, the SAMCOMA decided to outsource portions of our space exploration effort. Werkstatt Space won the largest portion of that contract, including exploration of Randier. Now that EC and ECAL are sailing with the wind, our relationship is symbiotic. Our goals and priorities align, and we're linked claw to claw with them on innovative projects. We even lease their existing communications and launch infrastructure. I've discussed the situation with Carl and the other executives, and we all agreed. While we are flattered that the council would like to work with us almost exclusively, we cannot accept that proposition. Our contract gives us a lot of latitude, but Werkstatt is not an elected body. We don't control the government's budget or set policy. We are the voice on Haimavina, but we are not the voice of Haimavina. What's more, we would be at risk of losing our contract if we even entertain the idea of handling government-to-government relations. And I'm sure there are those in the Samcoma who would happily point their claws at me for something like this. During my hearing, the prosecutors accused me of damaging governmental relationships with Bila. An exclusive relationship between Vela and Verkstop could easily be interpreted as proof of that very thing. Mana, I'm sure you'll remember, are a very suspicious race, and hard feelings thaw slowly. Gisto, our societies are very different. And I'm not just speaking about biology. I know we laughed about it when we were younger, but there are things that I'm not going to understand about your world, and there will be things that you will understand about mine. But our societies are always evolving, and if we keep punishing each other and ourselves for past mistakes and our own ignorance, our worlds will never be able to move on. Good luck on the launch, and reach for the stars. Iria. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Gisto has been read by Steve Petricelli. Iria is read by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. Ori is read by L.V. Music by Eric Matias and soundimage.org. Binary Saga can be found on all podcast platforms. We can also be found on Twitter with the handle at the Binary Saga. For more information, visit binarysaga.com. Dot com.